Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast. Thank you always for joining me. One and episode at a time. This is the time to air out conversations. But there's something this space is all about speaking Until about next time, I hope that you are ways doing better. We can if leave. not, we will be back to talk started. some more. And topics are all about ways to you and yours to be better in life, love, mental space, and health. I hope you had the most amazing week. Listen, listen, is not Labor Day coming up soon? Like in a few days, is it not Labor Day coming? And that also means the trigger of the falls, the schedules, this, the, that. We have a lot going on. But first, let me do my welcome. If this is your first time listening to Conversations with Toy, welcome. I hope that you feel welcome when you're listening to the episodes. We talk about all kinds of things from mental health. We talk about wellness. We talk about lifestyle things such as what's going on around the city in Philadelphia and beyond. We also talk about things that hit these internet streets because y'all been doing a lot. And by y'all, I mean all of us have been doing a lot going on in these internet streets. And we will talk about that as well. With that being said, I hope that you find this episode valuable. If it's from my conversation when I talk first or when we have our guests, whatever the case, I hope that you find value in what we're discussing because that is the whole purpose and point. Keep in mind that if there's ever a time when we need to use a trigger, I will always, always try to preface that today is not one of those episodes. So sit back and enjoy. Before we even get started, can we talk about summer We know that the official summer is not going to end until what, September the 22nd or so, because I think the first day of fall is September the 23rd. Why do I know that? Because I love summer. Like summer is my, me and summer, we go together, right? But me and fall, we are locked in like thieves. So I'm going from one exciting season to another exciting season. And that is a great thing for me. But I want to talk about wellness. And the reason why I want to talk about wellness, especially when it comes to mental health, I have just recently went back onto my medication as I try to level out before the winter comes. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, I deal with depression or anxiety or whatever you may be dealing with all year round, you are me and I am you. But I noticed that in the winter time is when I tanker out and I have the seasonal depression. It gets very thick. It can be very scary. It can be overwhelming. It has all of these elements. So to prevent that, or at least to try to work through it a little quicker, a little easier to take the the pinch of it off, I'm starting my new medication. Well, it's not even new. I've had it for a while. I'm starting back onto that medication because it will help to level me and get me back into a flow before the winter hits. My doctor and I talked about the use of it, how to use it, when to use it, when not to use it. So I'm using it within the guidelines given to me. Again, I can't stress enough. Not everybody will take medication. Not everybody desires to take medication. You may seek other ways to deal with your mental health. And let me high five you for doing just that. But one thing we never do here is we don't judge another person for what they choose to do. And we make sure that, again, we understand that these are options. You have to find the way to use the options that make the sense for you. So many times we'll see somebody post, like for me, I post things on social media and I'll say, oh, this was so wonderful. This is so great. That is coming from my opinion, right? That is coming from what I've experienced. You go into a same restaurant or going to a same uh, situation or using a technique that doesn't work for you would seem 
non-beneficial. But keep in mind, whenever I suggest something, it is something that works for me. And one thing I know that when you're dealing with your mental health is start to learn yourself. You begin to learn who you are. You begin to learn what you like, what you don't like, and you get to learn what techniques work for you. It takes a while. So if you get into this movement and you're starting to know yourself and you feel like you're like doing a backslide, like back in church, we would say you backslide from Jesus, right? So you can backslide with self-care, which means you put it on the back burner. You don't pick it up. You're not as thorough with it. You stop doing it. You don't care about yourself as much, or you're not showing your body and you're showing yourself that you care enough about how you take care of you. And so you backslide. I need you to walk forward. And I know that sometimes we say, I'm going to do that next week. I'm going to do that next month. I'm going to do that tomorrow, but you can start right now, starting right now at the sound of my voice. You're hearing this, this urgent call that says, start right now. One of the things that I learned when I was losing weight, as I was doing my weight loss journey was that sometimes we put all these emphasis about when we have these moments, when we, when we backslide, right? Oh my God, I ate a cookie, ma'am, tear that cookie up. Oh my God, I ate some ice cream, ma'am, sir tear that ice cream up. We have to remember that our worst is not, our bad is not our worst. And so sometimes we get caught up in this, oh my God, I let myself down. But the only way you can let yourself down is if you completely stop. Start anew, start afresh, add some balance. Like I'm gonna have a cocktail and I'm gonna do what I need to do for myself, right? But it doesn't mean that I can't learn to cut it out to a certain degree, which I have done, right? I can eliminate it out of my diet for a certain period of time where I can cut back on the consumption of it. You have to find out what works for you. And some people don't want to have any alcohol at all because they don't like the way that it makes them feel. They don't like the, what they do when they're having it. That is perfectly okay. In this society, we have gotten to the point where when somebody posts it, it becomes God. When somebody posts it, it becomes the only way. And that's absolutely not true. The reality is, is that we are all individuals and we all have a way of handling ourselves. We all have a way of doing what's best for us. And you really have to find what works for you. And I want that for you. I want you to be able to step into what makes you feel good because you're in this body. Like you don't really have another one, right? You don't have another one on standby. So you have to do and treat your body the best that you can because you only get one. If you are struggling with even beginning, like, okay, I know I should begin now, but what should I do? Conquer one thing. Maybe go through and clear out your, your cabinet and, and, and exchange in exchange for food that will give you more sustenance, right? In exchange or find a substitute for something that you really like. I don't, I just don't want us to get to the point where we're start heading, you know, being so hard on ourselves and we're not doing what needs to be done. All right. So again, you know, I said last weekend that we were get, last week we we're getting ready for back to school. My kids are laying back at school. Y'all need to send some prayers, some timber, some something, because we still ain't got no back to school kids. Our kids are not in school. They go back to school after Labor Day, praise be. And so we're still at those final phases of like, who needs a sneaker? Who needs this? So I think we're at the, the, the last part of it. At this point, everybody now has supplies to start off with, right? Well, first of all, my two younger kids have all of their supplies. Supplies. My young oldest is going to high school. She doesn't have all of her things, but she has the bare bone basics. We got folders, we got notebooks, we got pens, we got all those things. If she gets another list, we will go and get that list and keep it pushing. Other than that, 
I think we're ready. And what I am trying to do, especially with my oldest daughter, because she's going to high school, is to make sure that we continue to build a relationship that she feels comfortable to speak to me because she's about to go into the, the real nitty gritty, right? And although this isn't the rest of her life, she has so much to grow and this is the beginning of it, it opens the stages, right? It opens that stage where she tries things, where she's influenced by people, where she's talking to people and she's hearing things that she may not necessarily hear at home. Um, and she's gonna be around different influences. And so I just wanna encourage myself as I'm encouraging other parents to literally make sure that you keep the lines of communication open, check in with them, remind them how amazing they are. I made sure that I just continuously do that because you know they're gonna get stressed out from schoolwork, tests, demands, uh, friendships, friendships breaking up friendships you know fizzing out like there's so many different aspects of life that these kids who are stepping into these semi-kids semi-adult situations and we have to be sure that we encourage them so i'm encouraging myself as i encourage you to do the same because lord have mercy i have a a, a high schooler and that's all i can say about that and I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that our relationship is solid. My husband and I, we do our best to make sure that we keep that line of communication open. We also make sure that you compliment your children, like compliment them because you know, we gonna holler, right? We gonna say when they doing something wrong, we gonna say, why is your stuff, you know, in front of the basket, but not in the basket. We gonna be like, how come you left your lunchbox at the school again? How come you didn't bring your paper home? You know, you need it. They're going to get all that. That's a given, but complimenting them, saying how much you love them, how much they're amazing. They need to hear that more. And, and listen, I know because my kids, they range in ages and they be doing the most. Like they just be like tennis and like want to hit and come up. Somebody else to hit me back. It's a lot, right? And by hit, I don't mean physical, but take the time to compliment your children, build them up, make sure they know they're amazing. Because I'm telling you, if you don't, there's somebody else outside your house that's willing to tell them and they go gravitate into that person because they don't get enough of it at home. I'm not telling you that I'm perfect. Let me be very clear on that. I am so far from perfection. I'm telling you that we going to all work together to make sure that we do that, especially for those who have kids and for those who don't. And you're supporting people in your friendships, your family that do have kids. Encourage those parents to do the same. Because sometimes we, we don't necessarily forget, but we get a little sidetracked sometimes because life be lifing and we got to be remi reminded every now and again. Now, this month is, well, I'm not going to say this month, as we go into September, because September is knocking at the door. As we get into the month of September, um, it's also self-improvement month. I want to talk about this for a couple of moments, because when you hear self-improvement, first of all, ain't nobody on this planet above a do-better. My husband has been saying that for years. I have adapted that into my mentality. No one is above a do-better. And that just simply means that we all have room to improve. But sometimes in the middle of improvement, we then write the long list in our mind or even on paper about the 20 million things that we're not. And listen, I would love to be able to say, it's okay. You know, it doesn't matter. But this is the thing. You're not going to not think about it. You're not going to think about the areas by which you haven't done well. You're not going to not think about the things that you could do better in. You're not. You're going to know them. You're going to think about it. It's just going to be a part of you. But what I do want to encourage as much as you will write down or have in the back of your mind of the things that you're not, let's also keep in mind of the things that you are. You have the ability to start anew. You have the ability to do something great. And even if you make mistakes along the way, and by the way, you are going to make mistakes along the way. And I mean that in every area, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to set yourself up to say, I'm going to eat certain things and you're not. 
you're going to set yourself up and say, I'm going to build this business plan. And then you find that there's some leaks and some things you need to move around because it doesn't make sense. This is life. And sometimes we forget that. So we tell ourselves that we're the worst human beings possible. But in this particular month, I want you to take one or two areas that you want to focus on and do just that. Yes, you have a thousand and one things you could be working on, right? You could be working on your body, your mind, your soul, all kinds of different things, but pick two areas of your life. Two, it could simply be the way that you go to sleep and the fact that you're not being consistent and making sure that you're getting the rest that you need. That could be one area. Do you know how overwhelming it is to know that you can control yourself going to sleep, but instead you find 20 million things to do. You're on your phone, you're watching mindless TV, and then you wake up and you're like, I'm so tired, right? So that could be one area. Another area that you could work on is again, how you take care of your body. I have been back in the gym, making sure that I don't hit the gym hard, but that I take care of myself, that I allow myself two to three weeks, two to three days in a week to put back into my body, some physical activity, because I am worthy of making sure that I'm healthy and I'm strong. Right. And so with making sure that I'm healthy and strong, those things of moving and movement is super helpful for me. It clears my mind. It helps me to make sure that I'm making great choices. It allows me to stay focused in the other things and the 20 million other titles of things that I had to do. And so I've been doing that. Find what two areas work best for you and then do it. Make a plan. Like, don't just say, I want to eat better. How would you plan on eating better? In the beginning of the episode, I literally talked about going in your, your cabinets and changing some of the things that we eat. Because if it's not in there, you can't eat what's not in there, right? You cannot eat what's in there. And listen, food be costing a, a whole bunch of money. I remember back in the day, like I would have $100 for groceries. And let me tell you, I'd be balling out of control with just $100 of groceries. But $100 now can only get you like four items. I get that. So we have to find creative ways to, to get more. Fresh fruit uh, markets at the Fresh Fruit Mart, we have what's called up here is um, the Produce Junction. I went in there last week and spent $20 and came out with three or four bags worth of fruit. It's ways around doing whatever it is that you need. But find two, two, two things in your life that you want to work on for self-improvement month. And stop beating yourself up when you fail because you didn't fail. You just falling. You're not really falling. You just are learning how to get back up and figure the plan out again. So be graceful to yourself. Allow that grace to sit in your life because you are worthy of getting back up. You may bruise your knee. You may get, you know, a little bumbled and jumbled, but you're worthy. So get back up. It is self-improvement month. Let's hit this hard. With self-improvement month is also better breakfast month. And listen, For those who don't eat breakfast, God bless. I could not like going through the day without eating until like lunchtime to me is crazy. But I know there's people who just don't enjoy it. They don't enjoy it. They don't like the process of making it. But for those who need to get into the habit of eating breakfast, make your things at night. You can make egg bites at night that you can warm up. You can make breakfast sandwiches, wrap them in parchment paper so that you can easily heat them up. There's so many ways around making sure that you have breakfast on standby. Now, I am not one of those what steel oats, one of those overnight oats. That will not be me. The consistency of oatmeal, I struggle with, but I will eat it if I make it myself in real time. But to sit up there and think about it, eating, sitting down all night, that ain't me. But for those who like it, enjoy it. I'm more of the, you know avocado toast girl. Like I'll get up, make some avocado toast, put a little, you know, everything bagel on top, grab some orange juice, grab a piece of fruit, get some water, get my coffee. That's kind of how I roll. 
But either way, make good choices for breakfast so that you can refuel. Make sure you also encourage your kids to do the same because you already know, you already are aware of how kids are just like, oh, let me grab a Pop-Tart. Um, the only time I've ever had, listen, now let me say this now before y'all start coming for me because this is not a parent that I'm, I'm better than your parent and your parenting is better than your parenting. That's not how I do here. But I think my the one time I actually, not even the one time, recently I just had allowed my kids to have um, some Pop-Tarts the other day. And I was like, go ahead, get your Pop-Tart on. And they were just like excited because we just don't normally have them. So now that we've gotten that all out of the way, we are going to make way for our guests because we do have a guest today. You know, I like to try to bring as many guests as possible because I know how important it is to hear other voices other than mine, even though this is my show. But nonetheless, um, this show is not about me. This show is about you, making sure you, the listeners, get the things that you need because we all need a reminder of great things that are coming. Now, today we have Sam Tower. She is from Cannonball. She is the artistic producer of the PYAC programming and the programming manager for the festival. What festival? The Fringe Festival. Fringe Fest is here. This is like the mecca of all the independent artists that do all the things for Philadelphia and beyond. This amazing uh, festival will come with different plays, theater arts, and things for every age group. That means for kids, adults, and everybody in between. These independent shows are all through Philadelphia, and they are really amazing to see how much talent is here in the Philadelphia area. Because trust me, it's a lot of talent. And with Sam, we're going to talk about that talent, but we're also going to talk about one what can young audiences get from this uh, amazing cohort? And two, what can everybody get from this? Because a lot of the shows, especially for Cannonball, are free. And we are going to take a time to listen to what is Cannonball Festival, which is a part of the Fringe Fest. What is it? Who is it? Who's involved? How did it get them started? And go from there because I want you to get all of the information that you need. French Fest is happening all month long. If you are in the Philadelphia area, make sure that you check it out. We always talk about wellness because why would we not? That's what we do here. So you will hear us talk about wellness, especially for wellness for children. I want to preface this episode by saying I have never given any parent the this is what you should do when it comes to kids because parenting is super subjective. But what I will encourage you to do is to make sure that you check in with your kids. The thought that kids don't have mental health issues, the thoughts that kids don't get stressed out is crazy to me. Kids get stressed out by the normal things that we think is normal. Like, oh, you're supposed to go to school and you're supposed to do your schoolwork, but schoolwork can become hard. It can become challenging. The demands can be a lot. If they're balancing out sports and other outside activities, it can be a lot. So I want us to encourage parents and people who are around children to check in. So we will be talking about that in this episode. Without any further ado, let's listen to Sam as we talk about what is Cannonball, French Fest, and everything else in between. All right, Conversations with Toy Family. I am so excited to be back, first of all, because this is like the second episode of the new season, season nine. And I got enough rest, I believe. Well, what is enough rest? But I am back, right? I took a, a little bit of a break. This is probably my longest break on the podcast, but you guys have been holding me down. I've been checking the numbers and you guys have said, she ain't here. We just going to keep listening. And I appreciate you for that. But today is not about me. Today is about having conversations regarding around arts um, and children and families and getting families back into the arts and learning to just, you know, step out of the, the norm and 
get back into what is arts, especially for children, because with children, we always want to dismiss their creativity, which I feel like I don't as a parent, but some people do. And the ability for them to see themselves in arts is so important. I have three children who go to different shows with me. Um, those are age appropriate, but this particular uh, series will be age appropriate. So I'm excited. I don't have to censor them too much. I don't have to wiggle around it. It'll be something exclusively for them. And to talk to you about exactly what I I'm talking about is Sam Tower. Sam is here and we're going to talk about Cannonball. So Sam, thank you for being a part of the show and the conversations. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Toy. I'm really excited to be here and to be talking to you about Cannonball and Cannonball Kids uh, specifically. So I, I have a, a lot of goodness to share and I'm excited to hear what you think also. Um, about children's performance. Let's get into it. Let's get right into it. So first of all, explain to those who are listening for the first time, what is Cannonball? What is Cannonball Kids? So that we can get a clear understanding and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So Cannonball is an independent fringe festival hub. And we started uh, making uh, performances as part of the, the Fringe Hub in 2021. A group of artists got together um, and decided to pool their resources uh, with the Moss Building, which is on North 5th Street. They got together and said, it wouldn't it be easier and more fruitful if we did all of our shows under one roof and we shared uh, all of the technical resources and we shared the audience promotion and we helped each other out. And that's how Cannonball, the first Cannonball was born. And then it was really, really popular with audiences uh, and with artists. Uh, audiences get to see back-to-back -back shows. Uh, there's a really short turnover between each show, 15 minutes to half an hour. So audiences can see a whole lot of performance during the Fringe Festival under one roof. And so uh, and artists also benefited a lot from the community and also it it lowers the barrier to producing your show. If someone, if you're able to buy into a model like Cannonball and you can pay for that space at the venue, um, it's like essentially takes a lot of the risk out from under producing your show because you have a lot of resources lined up from the beginning. So then in 2022, uh, Cannonball expanded to also partner with the Icebox project space so we had two venues. Uh, the first year we did 28 shows. Then the second year we did over 60 different shows under those two um, venue umbrellas. And now this year we have tri almost tripled the uh, amount of shows that we're partnering with so to have over 150 shows over four different venues. So we're still at the Moss Building, which is our flagship venue um, and also has a beer garden where folks can hang out. And it's like, it's very like, beautiful outdoor space. If you're familiar with the Moss Garden, the Moss um, Building Garden, we're at the Icebox again. We've expanded to a dance studio called Fidget Space, mm -hmm. um, also in Kensington. Um, and we are also at uh, Liberty Lands, the park in Northern Liberties. And that is a venue where we're doing all family friendly and youth focused uh, performances. So we have these four different venues. They're all within walking distance in Fishtown, Kensington, and Northern Liberties. And the goal is for audiences to be able to take in um, all of the art that, that the city of Philadelphia has to offer, um, performance art of every kind of genre and for every age of person, um, all under the same roof. Now, that's actually really amazing because I know that I attend so many different shows throughout the year. And a lot of times, if you 
when you want to see one thing versus something other, you know, over something else, the, the timing and spacing to get from one location to another location is a major stall. I know for me, like I can't do sometimes two shows in one day because if I'm over in one part of the town, then I got to go to another part of the city. It's it's extremely difficult. And I don't feel like a lot of vendors and venues understand that. And I'm glad to hear that we'll be able to like pick and choose where we want to go. And it's not so far to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the really beautiful and magical thing about the Fringe Hub as a concept. So during the Fringe Festival, that's exactly how most people feel. It's hard to get from Germantown to Kensington to deep South Philly. But maybe if you plan your whole day there, then you could see a bunch of different things in one day. And the Fringe Festival um, is running from um, starting on September 8th, but Cannonball starts on September 1st, goes all the way through September 30th. So it's an entire month of shows uh, that you can plan out and see um, all clustered together. And then you see your friends in between the show, you go to the beer garden in between the show, you go like get a bite to eat, and you come back um, and you can make a whole day or night or afternoon of it. Now talk to me about the Cannonball Kids because some of the lineups and the shows that I've been seeing from the press release literally has a lot of elements that I feel resonate with children specifically. Can you talk a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So Cannonball Kids is new for this year. Um, It's at our our venue partner, uh, Liberty Lands. And uh, we formed a partnership with the Northern Liberties Neighbors Association. um, And we're receiving funding from Penn Treaty Special Services District. And both of those partnerships like have really, really supported us in creating this new program where we're we have um, rolled out a new stipend opportunity for people who are making performance for young audiences. So here's my, this is a really like something I feel very passionate about toy. So I'm going to go off on it. Um, So we, we last year, we piloted um, our BIPOC new work track, which was a stipend opportunity for artists of color who are making new performance of any genre to apply and be selected for a full production track. Um, and they get a monetary stipend and extra marketing and mentorship. And so this year, that that program was really successful. And this year we've added three more stipend tracks, one of which is our Performance for Young Audiences cohort. Also, if you're interested, the Snack Track for Small and Immersive Works, also new this year, and our Seesaw Award for a Circus Artist of Color is also new. And you can check out all of that on our website, but I'm going to focus on the Performance for Young Audiences cohort is a selection of five artists who are making new works for children of various different ages. Uh, We have uh, spanning from about four to about 14, um, I think are the age ranges covered in our cohort. And so these folks applied with their new work ideas and we worked with a a selection panel of community members of mixed ages. So two young people and two adults on the panel. And we selected these five works and they're gonna be showing their performances at Liberty Lands. Uh, and one of them is called Socrates, an Odyssey, which is about, I was just going to give a little rundown, which is about a sock who loses its mate, um, and goes on an epic odyssey to find the sock mate. Um, that is a 
large scale and small scale puppetry performance. But we also have a new work in this program from Antona Log, who are very beloved um, queer and trans music group for children. Um, they, they're touring all over the place all summer and we get to have them back in Philly in September for a new musical theatrical experience called Sing the Rainbow, a pride show for everyone. And then we also have um, a read aloud installation called Read Me a World that's going to be um, Marisol Rosa Shapiro. Shapiro is going to be um, uh, installing installations around the park um, where you can find books and prompts to read aloud to each other. This is for children and adults. And the idea is to, is to spark um, the magical uh like the magical experience of sharing a book uh, with a friend or a family member and like, you know, the, the very uh, wondrous experience of reading aloud to someone you love. Uh, we also have a new show called Magic Trash Day, which is a dance theater performance about a kid who finds a magical piece of trash um, in Philly and it, it helps them go through um, some feelings of sadness. And that show in particular, I'm excited about because it approaches some emotions that um, it's hard to hard to talk about when when you're a kid and everyone wants you to be happy and to play and like, you know, be be a good kid. But what happens when you feel sad or you feel angry or uncomfortable and you're having a difficult feeling? And I'm excited about the way this show is is asking both children and their adults to to have an open mind about feelings. Um, and then lastly, we have um, a show called Clown in the Round, which is by Id Circo Theater Group. Um, and this is about a couple clowns that are taking Shakespeare and making it their own. They're uh, taking some beloved Shakespeare scenarios and they're turning them on their heads and making them applicable to the struggles of, of early childhood and um, finding your confidence, finding your voice, finding your identity uh, with like playful props. And there's a bunch of other shows happening at the park. There's some open air circus happening um, that those two shows touring in from San Francisco and Chicago are gonna be on the grass in the park. We have a sensory installation called Bugborough that's for very young children. Um, so those are little bug colonies that are going to be uh, found around the park that children can actually go up and interact with the performers and the sensory stations um, by a company called My Mother Once Read. And then we have a couple other shows not at the park that are for children or for teens. Specifically, we have a show called Falling Up, which is by the Naked Stark Westerly Dance Company. Um, and I've seen a video preview of this show and it looks really, really fun and beautiful where the there's a large ensemble of dancers who are uh, climbing on each other and like kind of turning gravity upside down. Um, and it's very like playful and magical to watch as they create these very um, uh, upside down shapes and, um, you know, spark um, imaginative play. I mean, I could, I could go on, you can go on Cannonball Kids on Cannonball and see the rest. Um, what 
I love this diversity of the shows. Again, like you said, you have something for teenagers, you have something for the smaller kids, you have something for kids in between, and you're dealing with topics that, again, sometimes are missed because some people don't want to go into conversations about sadness and kids having, you know, not always being cheerful and happy. I mean, I have my one daughter the other day who literally was like, I don't want to go to the park. And I'm like, what's wrong? And finding out that she didn't want to go to park because she had seen something where someone had lost their, you know, a family member. And these are real feelings that kids of all ages deal with, but we shy away from that because we we want to paint the picture that again, kids are happy go lucky twenty four seven when we're not even happy go lucky go you know goes you know right. So I love the fact that the shows are going to talk about things that again kids can relate to, especially for the cannibal kids, they can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And toy, we I mean I didn't even really get to uh, talk yet about our, our more teen focused shows because you know not only. Is it important for those for early childhood mental health, if you will, conversations to be happening and conversations about emotions, but like maybe even more so for the teens and and the young people in our lives. And we do have a couple shows this year that are part of Cannonball Kids umbrella that are much better suited for 13 and up. Um, So we have a show called Half Magic. Um, by Joseph Ahmed, which is a uh, like part juggling, part dance theater, part adventure narrative uh, story where Joe talks about, you know, his uh, mixed race identity and not seeing himself represented um, in like the the Harry Potter literature of our youth. Um, and that um, is definitely guaranteed to be relatable, I think, for young people and adults and really the family, because he also talks in that show a lot about his family dynamics and like the complicated family dynamics that we all have. We have another show called The Rebellion Modern Warfare, which is a local black circus company. Um, And that show, um, they're called Rebel Arts. And that show is highlighting dangerous social issues and conditions that the black community is faced with. And I'm also very excited about this show because they do a lot of work with young people um, and they're Philly local. And uh, that is going to be from September 15th through the 23rd. It's going to be outdoors at Liberty Lands Park. And then finally, we have another show called Transhumanist, um, which is going to be at the Moss Building um, Garden Space. Um, Transhumanist by Butch Mermaid Productions is coming in from New York. It's a clown show uh, that takes us on a journey through gender and a a landscape of um, ever shifting gender and finding home. And um, also, I think I think that's probably. present in a lot of the shows that are happening at Cannonball Kids because a lot of the artists that are part of this program are queer and they are trans and um, a lot of folks are, it's just embedded in the work, right? So uh, I think it's definitely going to be a place where queer and trans youth and families are going to be very welcome and are going to be embraced by the arts that are happening in this park and also the environment. So I think, you know, I could say especially right now, but I think that no matter, you know, what day and age uh, it's important, but I, I will say that especially right now, it is extremely important for our children to have a place where they see themselves represented and they see that they're not alone um, and that they they can experience wonder and joy um, and and not um, 
and and not feel like um, they're breaking any rules, right? You know, to talk about hard things, um, and it's not it's not frowned upon. It's it's actually welcomed. Well, I love the fact that uh, there's funding surrounding this because a lot of artists who enjoy what they do, who love what they do. You know, they say when you find what you love, you'll never work a day of your life. But when you find what you love, it can also be compensated is always a great part of this too. Because again, artists, it's not that artists um, don't have the creativity. It's the artists not having the support and backing financially to continue on their journey to complete and do the things that they need to do. So I'm glad to hear that there is funding um, being available for a lot of the shows because again, you know, you want to make sure that that's the artists feel supported, that they can pay their bills, that they can do the things that they need to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very true. And we are working as a festival hub to bring more and more resources back to the mm-hmm. artists. And that's the that's the whole goal of the festival hub as as an entity is to redistribute those resources and get them back into the hands of the artists because as it is difficult out here to make the ends meet and when we can like put all of our resources into the same pot i think it it does lower the risk a bit for the individual artists i love that and now how has it been for you you know you see how it's tripled or doubled over since you know the last last year and now you're having these numbers and these shows are going up you're increasing these shows you're increasing visibility you're increasing the storytelling por- uh, component of everything how does that make you feel as you're gathering and putting these these shows together to put them out for the masses like how does that make you feel as a director how does that make you feel as a yeah artistic producer mm-hmm. how does that make you feel I, <laughs> having the space to bring more children's performance to families in Philadelphia is like a dream come true for me. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's like something I've been um, trying to find a place to do actually for many years um, as a children's performance director and producer. I've never really had that space um, and, and in a grassroots way, which is like really what I've been longing for. And so I feel really really lucky to be doing it. Um, and that Cannonball, um, the other producers at Cannonball like turned to me uh, at the end of last year and said, um, should we do a, a children's program? And I was like, yes, 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 absolutely. I'll pilot it. I I will put in like the, the sweat equity to make it happen <laughs> because it's so meaning, it's so important to me. Um, as an artist, that children are included and children and young people are included in in Philly in the amazing performance that we're making and people are doing it. They just don't have a, a place often for it to be seen. So right. people in Philly have been making really experimental and radical performance for young people um, since the Fringe Festival has existed for decades. Um, and it's just, we haven't really had a place to, to where where you could go every fringe and like guaranteed every weekend you'll see performance for children and families. And to have that kind of focus put on children's performance is like really, really inspiring to me because often children's performance isn't valued. Um, even though um it's it's not valued the same way that performance for adults can be can be valued culturally. And so a lot of my work as an advocate for children's performance um is to is to sh- show people how meaningful it can be 
um, and like work against stigmas <laughs> the, yes. that, that tell us that it's corny or that tell us that it isn't it isn't good art, right? But these artists at that are showing their work in Cannonball Kids, I mean, they're they're esteemed. They they're at the at they're making incredible work, and a lot of it is um, it's still at a grassroots level because that's where we have to be, you know. Right. What are some of the takeaways? I know each show has their own their own focus. You know, each show has something that they're the message that they're delivering. But overall, if there could be a word or a phrase or something that you could put together that in your mind says this is kind of like where we are um, with Cannonball and Cannonball Kids, what would that word or phrase be? Hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that's a that's a weighty question. I know, Toy. I really am. I'm contemplating what that unifying message would be, and it's such a great question. What I hope that we can create with the Cannibal Kids program is like a place for the youth experience to be explored and centered and supported with with create with creativity and safety so the the youth experience in Philadelphia is I hope that Cannonball Kids is a space where young people can go and see themselves um see themselves on stage and also um, experience magic and joy and have their imaginations um, be activated and feel like they they belong because this was designed for them. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and so let's talk and switch gears just for a second, because we talked about mental health and we talked about some of the aspects, especially with Cannonball, Cannonball and Cannonball Kids, to be honest with you. But let's talk about in ways in which you who has your hand in the pot, making sure that this stirs up this magical revolution for Philly. How do you take care of you? Like, how do you take care of yourself or self-care or mental health? How do you take care of yourself while you're creating and, and being involved and helping to spread messages? How do you take care of yourself? It's mm, a great question. I, I am, you know, I, I work to strike a balance between how much I give to others and how much I give to myself and finding space to be Alone and reflective is like very, very difficult, but I, I do find that when I create that space, then I, I can really thrive as an artist and a producer and as a person, I can be like more in touch with myself <laughs> when I create time to be reflective. And like, it really comes, it's a, at a premium, you know, I don't feel like I have a lot of it. And sometimes I don't have enough of it, um, but to like really think and dream and be quiet and alone like maybe that's just like an introvert recharging time but like just being quiet and reflective with my pets I like to spend a lot of time with my pets as much as I can um when I'm not um out and working so they they are huge um sources of love and support and and my partner as well um when I'm feeling when I'm feeling overwhelmed yeah just to the quietness 
you're not alone in that. I mean, quietness for me is just, it's phenomenal how much I can charge, you know, sitting quiet with the book or writing in my journal, like just those quiet moments, people just take for, take that for granted. But mm -hmm. I, I welcome, <laughs> welcome quiet times for sure. So mm -hmm. that's definitely a great way to recharge. So mm -hmm. if you're listening and you're saying to yourself, you don't have this long list of things that you could do, but sometimes just sitting still and quiet is also a form of self-care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And being with people too, like being able to in really revel in like the outcomes and the, and the connections that we make through our, through our art spaces and like even just like meeting you and like meeting other people who care about what I care about um and and like have aligning values with me it's like it's a I just like to celebrate that like I like to celebrate <laughs> that just the connection between people and um that it's long term like it's a lifelong commitment um, to performance for young people and especially performance for very young children and for teenagers who are in really like transitionary times in their lives and just like to um, revel in the fact that um, it's a long-term journey. Right. Now, for those who are listening, where can they find all of this amazing information about Cannonball and Cannonball Kids? Where can they find this information? So you can go to cannonballfestival.org. And then um, on the homepage, there is a, uh, on the menu, it says what's on, and it'll give you a, a long drop-down menu of all the different programs that we're doing at the Philadelphia Fringe Festival. One of them is Cannonball Kids, and you can see all the shows uh, that are part of the Cannonball Kids umbrella, both at Liberty Lands and at other venues. Amazing. And for those who are listening, if this is your first time tuning in, please keep in mind that everything that you hear, if there's ever a website or any type of anything, it'll all be in the show notes so that it's completely clickable. You don't have to even think about it. Go to the show notes after you listen to this amazing show. Click on it. Support the arts. Go. Um, if you can donate, donate um, all the things because we want to one encourage our youngsters to come out and see themselves in art. We want to make sure that as parents and caregivers and those who are supporting young people to come out and again, see a great show. Um, the Fringe Fest is one of those things that you just, you really just, you have to kind of go. You really just really have to go. It's an amazing experience. I go every year and I watch so many amazing shows. You get to see new artists that you've never seen before, never heard. It's just a great time. Boy, I forgot to even say that all the shows at Liberty Lands are free. Yes. I, I, that's the really important part of the puzzle is that all of the <laughs> shows at Liberty Lands are free. So you don't you don't have to pay a cent to enjoy all of this art at, at the Liberty Lands Park. All of the other tickets at Cannonball are sliding scale $5 to $25. There you go. Listen, and everyone loves free 99. So make sure you get yeah. out support <laughs> yeah. all of the things um, because you know we want to make sure that we do that and Sam I'm so grateful for you to be here and be a part of our conversation today um, talking about Cannonball and Cannonball Kids and just about the great art that is happening here in Philadelphia you know we you can go to New York you can go all these different places but there is such an amazing uh, vibes of great art here in our own city so make sure that you get out support show up. So sometimes showing up is half the battle and it is literally the best type of support that you can give an artist by having yourself in the building and watching and performing and, or even sometimes interacting with the artist too. That's always a great thing too. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Thank you. I'll see you at the park. Yes, you will, because <laughs> I will be in the building. All right. So what did you think about that episode? Please support the arts. The arts need us. They are amazing ways to explore, to put your feelings out on display. It's a great way to express yourself. And I'm grateful, grateful, grateful for Sam coming with us to talk with us about Cannonball. Make sure that you support. And also you can also donate, like you can donate, look at the link in my, um, in the show show notes to do just that. And of course we will have all the links, make sure everything is clickable so that you can get to it. This weekend is Labor Day weekend. That means most people will be out frolicking, drinking, and having themselves a good old time. Please be sure to stay safe. You already know they're going to be trying to get tickets out to everything that's moving. Make sure you watch your speed, all of the different things. Because listen, what you don't want to have is have a bill. You don't want to get that ticket in a bill in the mail or even in hand. So be safe. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Make sure you do all of the things. You know, it's the unofficial end of summer, but summer is still here. So that means still get out outside and get some fresh air, get some movement happening, all of the things. For today's drink of the day. All right, today's drink of the day, almost lost my thought, was what is the watermelon crush? Now, of course, watermelon is in season. It's a great time. You use a little bit of vodka, watermelon, hibiscus syrup, lime juice, and some coconut water. Of course, as always, I will place this inside of the show notes and you can also make it without the vodka, right? You can make it without the vodka and make it a mocktail. Either way, enjoy the watermelon crush. I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope that you are safe. I hope that your kiddos that are safe for those who are parents, um, enjoy your time. We will be back next Friday. We have another guest. I'm excited. September is just doing September and we are just, we're just going to just glide right into it. So without any further ado, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that something that you heard resonated with you. I hope that you support the arts and the French Fest and Cannonball. I hope that you have the most amazing weekend. We will be back next week next Friday with a whole new episode with a whole new guest. I hope that you have a great weekend. I can't say that enough. I hope that this week was as little as stress as possible. And I will be back with you, be back with you next Friday. And thank you for listening to Conversations with Toy.